Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. So what we're going to do this morning is a little bit different. We are going to pray this morning. But I have some really good scriptures that I have had on my heart for this ladies ladies meeting for a while and for prayer. Because, you know, some of you guys are, are the rock in your family. You're like the only ones, maybe, you might be the only one in your family that's praying. And so it's, it's really on my heart um, to encourage you and give you some scriptures. So I'm hoping you guys will take notes. These these will really encourage you in your private time at home. And I really had on my heart that we pray for our families specifically. So I'm going to give you some scriptures, and then at the end we're we're going to pray. So the first thing I have on here is why pray. But nobody in this room would ask that question, right? Nobody would be like, why do I need to pray? Of course not. But yet, at the same time, I know there's people who've given up. I know there's people who felt like, well, nothing happened. I didn't see fruit. And I don't want that for anybody. Prayer is so important. Jesus did it while he was here. He, he prayed. He was our example. If he had to pray, then, then we do. So we can't give up. You know, we can pray like Jesus prayed, and we can hear from God like he heard, and we can have results like he had. Yes. God's so faithful. He was our example, and we're to follow that. So... You've heard it said so many times, his will isn't being carried out on this earth unless someone does it here, someone surrendered to him. And we have that opportunity to be partakers with God. We have that opportunity to to make things happen. And, And it's because of free choice. You know, people have free choice and we have a way, a powerful way to pray for people and have them make the right choice. We can make that power available. Uh, First turn to 2 Corinthians 4, 3. 2 Corinthians 4, 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. We pray because the devil has blinded people. Sometimes we think, oh, why do people do the stuff they do? But they're blind. They're, they're just blind. The devil's blinding them. But we have a way around that. We pray for them, and we can take authority over that. Amen? Turn to Philippians 4, 6. We've got lots, lots of good scriptures, lots of good news, lots of good news, folks. So if you, if you know, I believe everybody needs to be a prayer, but some people, it's more on your heart than others. And if you've, 
you've kind of let that go, I believe after this morning, you're going to pick it back up with a new and fresh excitement. So Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We get to pray instead of fretting and worrying. That's good news. We, every time something comes up that's, that's worrisome with a family member, whatever it is, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a child, whether it's you know, extended family, we get to pray. Amen? We get to pray instead of worrying. And, you know, nothing's a surprise to God. We don't want to go to him, and, and we're, we're not informing him of everything that's going on. Nothing is a surprise. We get to go to him in faith and see a situation turn around. Amen. Turn to James 5.16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. A man with a nature like ours. He was, he had a nature like you. He did some stupid stuff like we do, just like us. And he prayed earnestly it would, that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. We aren't perfect, and we don't have to be to pray effectively. It's right here in the scripture. We can have powerful, powerful effective praying, powerful power available for our families, even though we make mistakes and we're not perfect. Don't ever, ever, ever let mistakes stop you. It's like Pastor and Cody said last night. The only thing that stops you is you. If you quit, you keep going, stumble into it, keep going. Doesn't matter what you look like, just get up and keep doing it. Elijah prayed, and I mean, think about it. He changed an entire weather situation, an entire weather system for three years just simply because he prayed. Turn to, actually, I'm going to read James 5.16, the Amplified. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. So I'm kind of a definition person, too. I, I love to look up and just meditate on words. So I looked up tremendous. The definition of tremendous is very great in amount, scale, or intensity. And I looked up power, and there's a couple different definitions. The first one was energy that is produced by mechanical, electrical, or other means. They can't explain the other means. Of course, this was a... Uh, non-godly person put in this definition, but we know what it means. Another definition, the capacity of something to affect 
the emotions or intellect strongly. And we know the spirit man. So we can have tremendous power made available, great in amount, scale, and intensity that affects the emotions or intellect or the spirit man every time we pray. That's huge. It's huge. It's something we get to do, and it doesn't happen unless we do. We have to do it. Turn to Hebrews 4.14. It's exciting when you think about it. When you when just meditate on what you're doing and what's going out there. Your words are going out there. They're going out there, and you might not see an immediate result. But you know, it's a part of God's mercy that our words don't just happen immediately. Because how many times have you said something that you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) So thank God we can make sure we're saying the right things, the things that do line up with what God says. Keep saying it. It, Those things will happen. They will provide the power that you're needing for your family member. Amen? So Hebrews 4.14, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that's what I was saying earlier. Don't ever let a mistake stop you or have you drop your praying for your family, ever. We can boldly come to the throne of God every time. He has cleansed us. He's made us right. And remember Elijah. I mean, he, he made some, go back and study. I mean, he, he made mistakes just like us. And he had huge huge, powerful prayers that did awesome things. So I want to read to you just a few things that happen when we pray. I want to stir you up. Turn to Philippians 1.19. Philippians 1.19, for I know that this will turn out, this is Paul, I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So deliverance and provision happen when we pray. We can have deliverance for our family members. We can have provision, the things that we need, the things that they need. These are things that we get to have. Paul was talking about it. He saw deliverance and provision for him, and he was in some tight spots. Turn to Acts 12.5. He knew what he was talking about. So Peter was kept in prison, but fervent prayer for him was persistently made to God by the church. The very night before Herod was about to bring him forth. Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. Sleeping. Doesn't sound like he was too worried. 
fastened with two chains and sentries before the door were guarding the prison, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, standing beside him, and a light shone in the place where he was, and the angel gently smote Peter on the side. I looked up smote. He kind of whacked him. He was sleeping hard. He was not. Herod was about to kill him. James had just been killed, and now they've arrested him. It's looking like the same thing is going to happen to him. The angel had, was like, get up. He says he gently, he didn't hit him too hard, but he was sleeping really good. So he must have had some uh, faith in his own prayers. But the church was fervently praying for him. And that very night, the angel came in, said, get up. And the chains fell off his hands. Here's some more things that happened. Turn to Acts 2.42. Our prayers are meant to produce. They're words we get to use that get to go forth and produce great results. Acts 2.42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were done through the apostles. Fear came upon every soul. It wasn't there like, oh, your God is so scary. It was, it was a reverential awe. It was a revelation of your God is God. Oh my goodness. It was because of their prayers. They continued steadfastly, it says. They continued in their prayers. And it absolutely caused a revelation in people. It caused them to get saved. It caused many signs and wonders that were done through the apostles. Turn to Acts 4.29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled, not not just a few, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Turn to Daniel 9, 9-3. Praying is powerful. We have so many examples of results from praying. We have a responsibility because of the things we know. Not everybody knows how to pray. I'd say most people don't know how to pray. You have to pray along with the Word of God. You have to say what God says. But it's fun. When you find out what he says, what he says about your family member, what he says about you, and you get to pray that out, you get to partake in it and see that power and see the change. It's just so fun. Daniel 9.3. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession. And said, O Lord, 
great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. Now while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of the people, my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. Daniel was having visions and things he didn't, he didn't know, he didn't understand. And while he was praying, Gabriel came and explained to him and spoke with him. We can have amazing experiences in prayer. Not that we should be looking for Gabriel to show up at our door, but at the same time, if we're not expecting things, we need to be expecting. We need to be expecting powerful things. We need to expect that when we have a need and we go to God, we're going to hear right away. Sometimes you need to know something right away. Expect. He's going to tell you. There's no reason why he's not wanting to help you. Amen. Turn to First John 5.14. So here's some scriptures that I like to personally read before I come to prayer on Monday nights. These always stir me up. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Remember, he hears you. He hears you. He's listening always. And I read this one earlier, James 5, 16. It's just so good. The effective, fervent, passionate, sincere intensity of a righteous man avails much. And I, I, I always read this. Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours. He prayed. It wouldn't rain. It didn't rain. And then he prayed that it would, and it did. Because it just reminds me, okay, I, I'm not perfect, but I can come in here or go in my prayer room closet at home or wherever, and I can have powerful, powerful prayer for my family or, or whatever the situation. Turn to John 16. And when it says fervent, I say fervent, passionate. It's all of us can hook our hearts up, especially when praying for our families. It should be an easy, instant heart connection. And that's, that's what he's talking about. You, you don't want to just, you, you never want to just pray and it's just kind of mindless and you're thinking about your grocery list. And No, keep your heart hooked up. It's, this is someone, you're praying for people in your family that you, you love dearly and you want to see a change. You want to see God move in their lives. And sometimes, you know, just you're so busy throughout your day, you just got to remind yourself of what is going to happen the moment you open your mouth. What the power that's going to go forth, that is, is going to be made available to them, that revelation, they're going to see things differently. I mean, sometimes we try to convince someone of something and there's just, we can't do it. But God can. 
he absolutely can have people just all of a sudden the light comes on and they see things differently. And, and he also will send other people to say things that just make it click for that person. Remember that every time you pray, he hears you and he's working on it. Amen? Did I read? Okay, no. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you. He will guide, and I put in here, he's your escort. He, that takes you, I think I cut off part of it. He takes you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. How many times has God told you something ahead of time, and you're like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thanks. So you could be prepared for something coming up. He wants to do that. He'll do that. The more that you spend with him and you pray, you're giving him more opportunity to tell you things that are coming up so you're not blindsided. Amen? Turn to 1 Corinthians 4.14, and that's, this is going to be my last scripture. I know I gave you a lot. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the Spirit. Nobody else is doing it for you. The Spirit's not doing it for you. You're doing it. I will pray with the Spirit. And I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will also sing with the understanding. We, you have to be filled with the Spirit. We have to be able to pray beyond our limited minds. We have to. If you want to see results like they saw and we talked about, you're going to have to pray in the Spirit. Great power was made available because you, he prayed with the Spirit. Amen? So we're going to spend some time. I'd like everybody to stand up because I want to make sure everybody's... Uh, Staying awake. I know some of you guys had some, uh, I heard a rumor some of y'all went to the Great Biscuit place, and I know those portions are huge. If I had a big, huge breakfast, I'd be so sleepy right now. <laughs> so we're going to pray, and we're going to pray for our families. And if you want to, you know, walk around and get some space, feel free. But we're going to pray for our families, and we're, we're going to see some things change. Whatever's on your heart, whoever's on your heart. But remember, you're going to see a change. This is something, look forward to the things you're going to see happening. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We honor you today. We give you the glory and honor. You're so good. You're so powerful. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for our families. We thank you that we can pray for them. We can lift them up to you and we can see amazing, amazing things happen and change with our families like never before. We thank you. You make it so easy. We don't even have to worry. We get to pray instead of worrying and we thank you. We're so, so grateful, Lord. We get to partake with you and the Holy Spirit helps us and he alerts us to specific things and areas where we need to pray for our families. You just make it that easy. You make it so easy. We're so grateful. 
Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We just ask, Lord, that you, you open the eyes and the hearts of our family members so they will know what is the hope of their calling. They'll see things clearly. They'll see it the way that they need to see it. They'll see you the way that they need to see you. I ask that you strengthen our family members with might by your spirit in their inner man so that Christ will dwell in their hearts through faith. Lord, we ask you, those family members that we have that don't know you, we ask that you send people across their path. We take authority over the devil who has blinded their minds. We take authority over it in the name of Jesus. We thank you that as soon as we speak that, it's happening. We're taking the blinders off and they can see things clearly like never before. And they'll be able to make the choice with clarity not making, many of them aren't making the choice because they don't have clarity and they're not seeing things right because the devil's just deceived them. We'll know more. We take authority over that. We take those blinders off in Jesus' name. They're going to see clearly. They're going to they're gonna make the right choice because they see what's in front of them. They see the difference in it, heaven or hell, and it's just as plain as day, so obvious to them. No one would make the wrong choice if they saw with clarity what is before them. There's only two ways. So we take those blinders off. We take authority over over that spirit that's blinding them and keeping them from making that right choice in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that awesome, awesome power that's going forth just simply because we prayed. We thank you that you hear us and that you're on the scene just simply because we've asked. You're just so faithful. You're so good. Oh, and we sense the love that you have for our family members because it's in our hearts and it's coming from you. You make it so easy to pray for our family members fervently, passionately, and we thank you for that. We thank you for that, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're so good. You're so faithful, Lord. You're so awesome. Let's give you glory and honor. You're so good. I thank you. We thank you in advance for all the things that you're doing, all the things that you've done. You are on the scene and working in our family members, showing them the light taking the blinders off. We thank you, Lord. You're going to see things differently like never before. We give you glory, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory, 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 Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we get to partake in this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're so grateful. So grateful what you're doing and what you've done, what you're making available. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God's so good. You know, I'm reminded, I saw this on, I think it was 700 Club years ago, and they were talking about a group of women back during World War II whose husbands went off to war. So they decided they're going to get together. I don't know if it was every day. It probably was just a once a week thing. And they made a board kind of like that, and they put up like a picture or name of their husbands all on the board and they prayed for them while they went off to war. And there was more than 20, there was probably 25 of them in this church. And these women knew how to pray. And they spent every week praying over their husbands and every single husband came home. They didn't lose a single one. And they said when they came home, the stories of how God intervened miraculously and saved their lives. I mean, it was awesome. It was such a testimony. And I thought, that's, that's, we, we know this kind of powerful praying. To see amazing, awesome results, we can come in and say, yeah, someone was going down this road, but God, because we prayed. He stepped in, intervened, changed that person's heart or changed a situation. God's so good. He's so faithful. When we do our part, he, he always does his part. His part's already there. We just got to reach out and take it. Amen? God's so good. Praise the Lord. I just want to uh, just follow that up by saying a couple of things. You can sit down. You know, our society is in the condition it's in because of the disintegration of the family unit. Now, the devil has found that to be a very effective tactic in society. He's now using that in the church. And there are families who are in crisis that we just never even recognize. And sometimes we don't recognize those things soon enough to do something about it before it becomes very, very difficult. And I just want to encourage you this morning, let you know that no family is exempt from the attack of the enemy. Don't ever get to the place where you're complacent and you think, oh, my family's great, my family's wonderful, my family's serving God, my family knows the word. Listen, the enemy can get in even in that. You don't need to take for granted that somehow your family has, has superseded everybody else's and is exempt from the attacks. The attacks come. 
the prayers that we're talking about, praying for your family this morning, can come from the top down. I mean, we have grand grandmothers, great grandmothers in here, mothers. We have singles. Listen, as a teenager, you can pray for your family. That power of God can work its way up from you, the youngest, all the way up to the oldest. Just like it can start with grandmothers and grandfathers and work its way down from the oldest into the youngest. You know, it's incumbent upon us as as we get older and we have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, that we continually pray for them. Because we don't, you know, for me personally, I mean, I have have grandkids that range from from 10 to to 19, and I don't know the things that they face out in the world. I, you know, I, I relate to them on, a, on a, maybe a different level because, you know, maybe I'm just relating just because of how things were when I was that age. Well, that's changed. And so I'm not necessarily aware of the, of the challenges that come their way. I'm not necessarily aware of the challenges that some of marriages, you know, like if I'm a mother and my children are married, I may not be aware of some of the challenges they're facing. But the Holy Ghost is... And if you take the time on a regular basis to pray for your family, no matter your age, I believe that the Lord can give you a sense of this is an area you need to focus on. This is an area you need to focus on right over here. This, this particular member of your family, they're, they're struggling with something. You may not even know what it is, but you, all you need to know is pray. And it's important for us to remain sensitive to these. Because listen, if the enemy has found traction in society by destroying the family, he's going to try the same thing in the church. And what he's trying to do in the the church is to, number one, he's trying to, to nullify the plan of God for that individual. He's trying to nullify the plan of God for that family. And listen, God instituted families. So he's important. He is very aware, and it's vitally important to him that a family is a strong family. If he instituted the family, he's instituted in. I mean, he instituted. He's interested in the well-being, the welfare, and the progress of that family unit. And so he's trying to stop the plan of God for the individual. He's trying to stop the plan of God for the family. He's trying to stop the plan. And that in turn affects the plan of God for a local church. See, he's got the big picture. And sometimes we don't see the big picture. It's not just an individual. It's not just a family. It is the body, the local body. And if the local body is destroyed because of that it's it's a follow through a domino effect then he can affect the plan of god for the church in general and the days are coming to an end before jesus comes back and there is an assignment on the body of christ there's assignments on the local church body there are assignments for families and there are assignments for individuals and so prayer Prayer, prayer is an important thing. If you, even, if, if you even get a glimpse, a hint that there's a struggle going on with somebody as a family member, start praying. Don't worry if, if God if tells you or doesn't tell you what the issue is. Just know that you're praying and that your prayers avail much. 
your prayers avail much. I, I, I was speaking to someone just recently, and I said, you know, the word says that those that our prayers are, they make tremendous power available. Now, I, I said to this person, I said, you can't make a decision for that other person that you're praying for. But when tremendous power in, is made available and you've prayed that the eyes of their understanding are being enlightened and you're praying that the deception falls away from them, the decision they make is made from the place of truth. They have deliberately chosen the wrong thing. But because of your prayers, their eyes were opened enough to see what the truth was. You know, God will not force his will on anybody. He'll not impose himself on anybody. He will leave us to make our own decisions. I don't know about you, but I've, I've made some wrong decisions in light of the truth. I knew what the truth was, and I still just made the wrong decision. My choice. Other people do the same thing. So we need to just pray that their, their eyes are open, power is made available. The plan of God will come to fruition the plan for the person, the plan for the family, the plan for the local church, the plan for the body of Christ. It's an important place. You know, if you ever approach prayer with like, oh, I have to pray, your prayers are ineffective. If you go with it, praise God, I've got time and an opportunity to pray, to pray the word, to pray out the plan of God, pray out the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the ability to pray. You've equipped me to pray. Hallelujah. So, you know, just take this and just meditate on it today. And, you know, in the, in the days to come, just be more open, more aware, more sensitive to what God's got to say about your family. Amen. I believe if we, we do that, there are a lot of things that will be averted. A lot of things that will be short-circuited that the enemy will not get his way. He'll not get an opening door that he can use. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's 1036. We're just really early. Come on. Oh, I was so happy. Yes. Let me just, aren't, don't, aren't you glad for the ladies in your church that kind of lead the way? Those were some good scriptures. These are some good scriptures. You need to write these down and use them when you pray. It's like your ammunition. It's how you like shoot the devil. You know what I mean? This is my favorite, favorite passage for prayer. It's Old Testament. I'm not a huge Old Testament girl, but I really like this. And um, she read out of Daniel 6, I think. This is Daniel 10. Daniel's great if you're going to be praying. But I'm going to read you Daniel 10, the whole chapter. It's not that long. And then I'm going to say something. Because sometimes when we pray, I believe that we pray and then sometimes we leave it in the Lord's hands. And sometimes that's okay. You pray and you, you commit the thing to the Lord. But there are other times you pray, and then the Lord wants to stay in partnership with you. Because prayer isn't just one way. And so sometimes you pray, and you have to be still long enough for God to say something. So prayer isn't always just you talking. Prayer is you listening, and you receiving, and you acting. And so in Daniel 10, this is what it says, um, chapter one, uh, chapter 10, verse one, in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel had another vision. How many know when you pray, you should see things. The language of the Holy Spirit is visions and dreams, and you're allowed to ask for those and you should ask for those. 
He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future. Times of war and great hardship. And when this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All the time I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips. And I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. On April 23rd, how many know you should keep a journal and write it down? I've got a prayer journal and I've got dates. And when it happens, I cross it off. It just helps my faith. He said, I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River and I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem and his face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like the vast multitude of people. Listen, if you don't believe angels are real, they are. And one thing the Lord told me at the beginning of this year, he said, I'm sending you helpers. And the more I, I, I prayed about it, the Lord sends angels to help us, ministering spirits to open things up. And not only like sweet angels, like the movies make them look, I mean like these kind of angels, like warring angels, like angels who are stronger than me. They're at attention when you open your mouth. You have an angel. Brother Hagen said he had two, so I'll just take that. <laughs> and so when you pray, be mindful. You're not praying alone. But listen to this in verse 7. Only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified, and so they ran away to hide. Don't be, don't be freaked out when people are like, oh, you're a little deep in prayer. That's all right. How many of you have been in a room and you've been praying and you've seen things and everybody else just like looking around? And you want to be like, do you not know the glory of God is in here? There are angels. I mean, today while we were praying, there were supernatural operations happening. He said, but only I saw it. Everybody else ran away. So I left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me, my face grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak, and then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted, and I laid there with my face to the ground. Just then, a hand touched me, and it lifted me, still trembling to my hands and my knees, and then the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God, so listen to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said these things to me, I stood up still trembling. And then he said, this is my favorite scripture for praying. Verse 12, Daniel, don't be afraid. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come to answer your prayer. Amen. See, sometimes we think we're waiting and God didn't answer, but God said the first day you prayed, I heard you, and I sent the answer. So you're not waiting. Now, sometimes things get caught up between here and heaven because there is a spiritual realm. There is an enemy. He said, but I sent the answer. So he's teaching him. And this came through prayer when he was willing to separate himself. Everybody else might not go, but I'm going to go. And then he said, first, um, 
But for 21 days, how long had he been praying and fasting? 21 days. God, God keeps count. He knows what you're doing. He said, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked the way. The devil thinks he's real tough. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me. God sent help to his angel. And I believe it's because he was fasting and praying. He said, I prayed these things, and I'm not moving till I see it. Because I believe you're going to do it. Over a whole kingdom. He can take care of your family. And then he said, he came and he helped me. And I left there with the spirit of the prince of the kingdom of Persia. And now I'm here to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future. For the vision concerns a time yet to come. He said, when he was speaking to me, I looked down at the ground. I was unable to say a word. And then the one who looked like a man touched my lips. And I opened my mouth and I began to speak. And I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with anguish because of what I've seen. Lord, I'm very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, Lord? My strength is gone. I can hardly breathe. And then the one who looked like a man touched me again. And I felt my strength returning. Don't be afraid, for you are very precious to God. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. And as he spoke these words to me, I, fun, I suddenly felt stronger, and I said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. Listen, when we're in prayer at our church in the mornings, I always tell him, you can't leave here until you know something you've not known before, and until you have a revelation of something you didn't know before, we don't leave his presence weak. We wait until we're strengthened. That's how you know you, how do I know I got it in prayer? You leave in faith. You leave strong. Circumstances may not have looked like they've changed, but I'm walking out of here with my head up. And then he said, do you know why I have come? Soon I must return to fight against that spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. But after that, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece. The angels got their orders. So he's praying here in Persia, and he's like, I'm going to go take care of this demonic influence, and then I'm going to hop over to Greece and take care of that. It's amazing. Meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. Jesus. I have been standing beside him to support and strengthen him since the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede. Listen, when you pray, you are not alone. When you pray, angels go into action. When you pray, someone much stronger and mightier than you goes into action. But you have got to believe that when I pray, from the first day I prayed, God heard me and he didn't only hear me, he sent the answer. So the answer is not still in heaven waiting to come down. The answer is on its way. And the answer might be caught up, but what you do is you say, okay now, Holy Spirit, I know you sent the answer. So I call on my angels. I call on the warring angels. I call on those who are called to fight for me. And I believe that they are doing it. At the sound of my voice, they're released. That's what the scripture says. They are waiting for the commandments of the children of God. You have all this arsenal of weaponry. You've got to use it. Now, the scriptures we received today, that is an arsenal full. 
You write those down. You pray them. And you believe it. It will change the way you pray. Our prayer goes from begging to believing. I am not a beggar of God. I'm a child of God. Children don't beg their parents. They just know you're going to feed them. Going to take care of them. And we've got to know that about our Father. So when we ask, believe. And I believe today some things went into motion. So you guys are good prayers. But don't leave it. Don't, don't, don't do like Daniel and stay on your hands and, you know, oh, I only got strength to get to my knees. No. He said, stand up. And then he said this, and now you speak. What do you say? So at the end of our praying, at the end of our faith, at the end of our believing, now we go out and we're still listening. And if God says, say this to the person you've been praying for, you better say it. One scripture says, at your word, I went into action. God said, at my word, he goes into action. Do you believe it? Amen? How many know you've got, you've got angels fighting for you right now? And I'll, I'll leave you with this. The first month of this year, we were praying, and the Lord said something so cool to me. He said, Aaron, I am fighting your battles for you, even the ones you don't know about yet. And I thought, that's interesting. And how many of you know down the road you're sure glad you got that word because you see something ugly coming at you and you're like, whoo, you know what? I'm not even going to take any care about that because, God, you said you're fighting my battles for me. So go on, angels. Go on, ministering spirits. Go on and do what God commanded you to do. I don't have to fight. <gasps> Easy breezy year for Aaron Hankins. Amen? How many of you will do that? You'll say, God, I'll listen. Once I've prayed, that's not the last word. I believe you'll speak to me, and then I'll speak what you tell me to say. Amen? Amen. You know, it's never good to leave a time of prayer without praising God. So, girls, can we sing Be Magnified? Amy, did you have anything else? Okay, yeah, we will. You know, you should always end a prayer time with thanking God. Always. Always. So we're just going to spend a few minutes. We've got the time. We're going to spend a few minutes just worshiping the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Father, we just magnify you. We glorify your name. We thank you, Father. You do hear us when we call on you. And when we call on you, you do strengthen us. So look to me and continue to keep your eyes set upon me. For today is a starting point and a place to go forward in my strength and in my ability. And not in your own self and your own strength, but in the things that I've imparted to you today. 
So don't take the hands being laid upon you as lightly. Don't take those things imparted to you today as just for today. But it's a moving forward and a taking a hold and going further and farther than you've ever gone before. Don't look to the back. Don't look to the past. But press in and go forward and know that my strength, my ability is in you. So take a hold of it. And impart those things that were imparted to you today. Oh, no, in the days to come, the weeks to come. Oh, you'll get stronger and and, uh, stronger and more encouraged in the things of the Lord than you've ever been. So quit looking to the past and know that the future is bright for you and your family. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 We magnify your name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We magnify your name, O Lord. Glory. like you've never praised him before. That new strength will cause you to dance before the Lord like you've never danced before. That new strength will cause you to run before the Lord like you've never run before. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.